Oh, welcome back to the Yanagita Podcast Show, episode 56. I got special guest Claudia of Upcountry Strong. And Claudia, like, how did you, what is Upcountry Strong for people listening? Upcountry Strong. Upcountry Strong yeah. is a nonprofit. Uh-huh. We started last year, and what we're, our goal is to have nobody stay hungry up in the Upcountry area. Wow. So where did this come from? Because I seen the shirt established last year, yeah. Yes. And so, and I saw all the partnerships with my friends at Pukalani Super Red, and a whole bunch of uh, places up there, the CrossFit gym. I mean, so many partnerships. And uh, what was the motivation to start this? Well, um, we all went through a really special year in 2020, oh, yes. and <clears throat> back in April, I have a dear family friend she's in her 90s she lives up at the senior center in Makawao and as you know everything was shut down families were not allowed to visit the senior homes because of the spread so I happened to call her and she mentioned that crying on the phone that they they didn't get any food they were afraid to go to the stores that's kind of how it started and so one Pauhana night, Friday night, sitting with my boyfriend Francis Kamakokalani on the lanai. And I said, you look, honey, let's do a concert. Let's do a concert. Let's spread it on Facebook. Let's see if people can come drop off food, vegetables, fruits, whatever. Maybe donate some money. And that's kind of how it started. Put a tent up and the neighborhoods, you know, that's been locked up for weeks. Everybody showed up, social distancing, of course, but it's how it started. And then, I don't know, got, we, were, we got blessed. We got just so many people saw it. And I guess with everybody having a little bit more time than normal, and instead of concentrating on your own misery, it was more like, come on, guys, let's, let's do something. Let's do it together. And then, as you know, Megan got involved yeah. and just kept on rolling and rolling oh and my goodness that's incredible i mean just it started off as like a you said concert it was a concert in our cul-de-sac wow we got a few musicians francis is um in the music world as well my okay. boyfriend yeah and <clears throat> it was just that initial concert and then i used to go walking every day an hour with my neighbors nice. and then we said you know we we could probably take this a little bit further because it's not just the seniors there were lots of families that were struggling yeah and not everybody can get uh, <clears throat> food vouchers right, right or unemployment you know a lot of our local people they work off the table yeah so they cannot go for unemployment mm. they don't have basically they can go anywhere they oh. just because they can't prove their income right so there's plenty of people up up country oh. Kula, Homelands, Hana. I mean, we did three trips to Hana as well. Mm. I know, I was seeing some of your, your the Instagram posts. And is that the main place that people can find you guys at? Uh, we're on Instagram uh-huh. and we're on Facebook. Nice. We're working on a website, a- which would be great. Yeah. And I think really through Megan's connections. Oh, Megan, yes. Megan from... Pukalani Super Red. Pukalani Super Red. Yeah, Shout we out. love it. Uh, yeah, go back chicken. to the watch it episode. Yeah, yeah. 
So Megan just had all the connections. I mean, if, if it wasn't for Megan, I don't think we would have gotten all the response. Mm. Holly Ranch giving us meat, a oh. thousand pounds of meat per, per, food, per event. Oh. Everybody get five pound bags of meat. Then we had Kula Farms. You know, all the farmers had too much produce last year because oh. everything was shut down. Shut down. I, I remember getting an email one night um, and reading 200 pounds of sweet purple potatoes. Huh. And then the next day I was reading and it was 20,000 pounds. Oh my. 20,000. I literally yeah, and, you know, like, uh, My hairs are going up. Holy cow, 20,000 yeah. pounds. What you, so, so, so as you can wow. hear from my accent, right? I'm from Switzerland. Oh, Switzerland. And, I was going to say it's a beautiful accent. And 20,000 pounds in my head was, okay, that's one truckload. Yeah, we can put them on the trailer and just Ooh. bring it to uh -huh. whoever. Well, of course, it's not just a trailer full. It's 20,000 pounds. Oh. So I called <laughs> Megan. I said, oh, my God, I already said yes. Oh. And she's like, that's a lot of food, honey. <laughs> so, wow. so, so Megan, what Megan did, she had a great idea. She shut down um, the parking lot of Pukalani Superette uh -huh. and they did a radio ad and everybody could come up and get a five pound bag oh, for free. I remember hearing that. Yeah. This is, uh, what, this is, oh that gosh, was my back time. in November or something. Right before, yeah, right around Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then wow. we, we took another, like, I think 300 or 400 pounds and drove it down to Haile Miley Church, Grace Church. <laughs> So for people <laughs> listening, what does 20,000 pounds of sweet potato look like? It was... I can't um, imagine. It was 20, a lot. 000. So it, like, if you imagine like a truck, how many, like, is that like a truckload or... Like uh, that? Uh, it was the like? big food trucks, like big two of them. <laughs> and they came in these plastic containers, these big plastic containers oh where you can fit goodness. like four people in, right? Yeah. And they were filled. <laughs> so... So a farmer had that much? Mm -hmm. 20,000 pounds. Yes. You know, everything was shut down, yeah. Oh, wow. So better to give it See, that's to the, the best community. part. Yeah, that's, so, that's a, such a beautiful thing to share, like, uh, our, our community, you yeah. know, Maui, upcountry, and holy moly. That's and, incredible. Uh, I don't know, you know, um, the Common Grounds nonprofit in Haiku? I heard about them, yeah. So they've collected since they started over forty thousand pounds of vegetables and oh. fruits that would have gone to waste. Wow. Well, she has volunteers. They go pick up food, they clean up their yards, and they donate it. That's incredible. Because you can't just live off non-perishable food. You gotta have your nutrition, yeah. Yes. So our boxes, we since March we are now partnered up with the Maui Food Bank, so we get the non-perishable foods from them oh from the Ma maui food bank. oh right across the yes yeah, right over from here the maui food bank but we try to get, get vegetables and fruits as well wow so we get common grounds we get farmers that are still donating wow. i mean it's just been incredible that is how incredible. much how much help and love we've been getting oh my goodness like i i because I, I talked to megan about the about you guys of country strong and yeah i i had no idea it was that much food I know she said it was a lot of food, but you know I didn't know what a lot was. I want to say it's about sixty pounds of food oh. per box. Per box. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sixty pounds of food. Yeah, 
Oh wow, it's a lot of food. Thinking about that. Now, now we're now we're blessed that we're getting the big boxes from Maui Food Bank. But oh. before we were running around the neighborhood and putting on Facebook, we need bags. You know, my garage was packed with bags and, yeah. and donated food, and and we were calling friends and family to get help with money. Yeah. Because you know every food drive is about twenty grand. Oh. When, you, when you take everything together, the value of the food, the value of the volunteer hours, the value of getting it delivered, packing uh -huh. it up. So since we have the Maui Food Bank as a partner now, it's taken a lot of stress off of us. Wow. Because it's a big commitment, yeah, money-wise, people-wise. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't think it was going to get this big, but here we are. Uh, that's incredible. <laughs> and it, and I, I really believe it comes, it's because it comes from your heart. Yeah. And, you know, that story about your, you know, your friend, 90 years old, and it just comes from such a authentic and real place. Yeah. Wow. And so how has it evolved over the last year or so? Because, I mean, what are we now? Uh, almost August of this yeah. year. How has it evolved, changed from last year? Well, like I said, when we started, we were just basically a neighborhood group. Mm -hmm. And in this, um, I want to say in November, we applied for a nonprofit status, mm. which we got through in six weeks time, which wow, is amazing. Fast. Yeah. Because we have a lot of oh. really nice people that are professionals that oh. are helping out. Wow. Um, once we got the nonprofit status, we were able to go out and really go to other nonprofits and ask for financial help. Aww. And Auntie Kamiki uh -huh. put us together with the Maui Food Bank and said, you guys should go and talk to them, as wow. well as Megan encouraged us. We didn't think that we would be able to get that partnership, but I remember breaking down and crying at the oh Maui Food Bank gosh. meeting. I mean, still today, you know, it's just, it's been very emotional for a lot of us. Wow. It's emotional to see people from your neighborhood come and pick up the boxes. Yeah. And you know, they're suffering. Wow. And really, our goal is to get a location up country. A location to have, up country. To have a, a real food pantry that we can keep stocked. Because wow. right now, we're operating about five to six weeks out. We have an event every five, six weeks. I see. But that's not enough. It's not going to sustain uh -huh. the people that really need help. That need help, yeah. And it'd be nice to just walk in there like a store, grab what you need, oh. grab what you need for your neighbor that cannot drive anymore. Because mm. we, we try to, you know, people can call us and we can go down and to food bank and grab food and buy whatever else they need. But it's a lot of work and we all have full-time jobs. Right. So having a pantry would be really shout out to the community hey. I'm putting it out there putting it out there yeah that would wow that would be what it. would your ideal look like so people listening um what, what would that look like is it like a warehouse is it a building is it a what, what, what do you what do you foresee like what would be like what do you feel like would be best i i'm thinking a warehouse okay yeah a warehouse would be great um we have enough volunteers that we could staff it at least four four times a week. Wow. Wow. No, even if How many we volunteers just, are there? Uh, uh I wanna say we have at least thirty, but wow. there is more people wanting to come and help. 
whole. But because we're still in the pandemic, yeah, we're trying to keep the group as little as possible. Oh my goodness! So we don't, people. you know, we don't yeah. spread anything. Right. Very organized our events. People sign up online mm-hmm. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They get a number and an hour assigned when they can come. Oh. So, so we right have now, about 50 people per hour that come and pick up. Wow. And where are they picking up from for people listening? Maybe we, for the first time? We've been very blessed mm-hmm. to get the Oski Rice Arena. Mm. They have committed to us that we can have it on our selected dates. Mm-hmm. So it's very organized. People drive in, they open their trunk, put the food in. Wow. It's very simple. You just go pick up and... Yeah. Very simple. And now we have groups that come and pick up, you know, like for Kula, we had a group of 20. So they came down and picked up for everybody up up in Kula. Up in Kula. Homelands, yeah. Wow. You know, what a beautiful thing in such a crazy time that came out of this. I mean, because... I've never heard of anything happening like this in upcountry up until you guys. Because, you know, we we always had my food bank and, uh, you know, growing up, we relied on food bank too. Um, But it's just so beautiful to hear that about a a country. I I really think that um, everything's always been concentrated to central Maui. Yeah. And upcountry's kind of been left behind, but... This, we got to do something up country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We really do. We have a lot of elderly people living up there. We have mm. a lot of people that don't drive. That's true. Coming to Vailu- coming down to Vailuku, it takes time and it takes money for gas. And it's yeah. just, we need it up country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember driving to Hana the first time during the lockdown, just with um, non-perishable food because they get plenty of vegetables and fruits in Hana. Yeah. What they needed was toilet paper. They oh. needed canned goods. So we had a truckload, a trailer full of food that we drove down there. Hmm. And that's what they need. So every area has different needs, yeah? Right, different needs, different so, things that they got to have, yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. Like, you know, this is incredible, Claudia, because before this, oh, uh, before the pandemic, what, what what were you doing before the pandemic? So before Upcountry Strong and all of this? Well, I've been working on my own for the last 12 years. I opened oh. up a real estate company. Oh. And I do a lot of property management as well. Oh. So, you know, when the pandemic hit, my first instinct was, boy, people are not going to get paid. They're not going to be able to pay their rents. So I got really strongly involved in learning how, what can we do to help the tenants and the landlords. My obligation is to the landlord, but I also wanted to help the tenants. So already in March, I called all my landlords and said, what are, you, what are we going to do? Because uh-huh. no, nobody wants to evict anybody. Right. So no, most no. of my landlords were like, you know what, just reduce the rent. Just for this first month, let's reduce the rent. Let's all work together. It's mm-hmm. always about working together, helping each other. Wow. And then when the rental assistance became available, I made sure all my, all my tenants that needed it got help, oh. that, you know, got the assistance to apply. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, things like that. Because oh. I had a little bit more time, yeah? We were mm-hmm. stuck at home and yeah. 
they did a concept. little bit of education for other agents. We try on our Facebook page to also inform people of what's going on. Mm. Like now, with the eviction moratorium ending, August 6th. Oh, that's the next week already. That's oh, next week. Friday. Yeah. So actually, so what, is that, what does that mean again? Actually, um, what it means is that the landlords are now allowed to evict the tenants that haven't paid rent. Oh. But there is a new rule that just came in to play, placed by the government. And what it means is, let's say you are behind with your rent. If you're behind for more than four months, then the landlord can actually go and start eviction process. But if you're only behind three months, they have to go to mediation. The landlord and the tenant, oh. they gotta make an appointment, go to mediation and try to figure out a better way. Wow. So I've posted it on Upcountry um, Facebook page, what the rules are. Yeah. And hopefully people can try to catch up a little bit mm -hmm. so they don't get evicted. Yeah. Because I don't think that the government has done anything to take a mass of people that made lose yeah. their rentals. I mean, wow. have you driven down to Kanaha? Kanaha side is crazy now. Just drive down there and all you can do is cry. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what's, how many people are suffering. Oh my gosh. And we had, the county had how many months time to maybe put up a shelter, put something up for put people to right. stay. I'm thinking about families with kids and oh. where they're gonna go to the beach. It's not safe. Oh my goodness. It's, I don't wanna cry here, but it's very depressing. Oh. Yeah, you know, that, that's just, what a crazy, uh, year year and a half uh, actually a little yeah year and a half already so year huh? and a half yeah from the initial lockdown in march to you know i remember yeah i mean oh, so many neighbors only being able to especially the elderly and with with you know things going on vaccine not vaccine and all this stuff happening oh and uh, it's just so crazy because we lost a couple of family members uh, during uh, the last year. My other half's uh, mother uh, and then also her grandmother. Mother and grandmother passed away. I'm sorry. Um, and it, it was just really crazy because they were restricting it to only like one person or something. Yeah. So we couldn't really see the grandmother uh when she was you know at that point and uh yeah same with the mother and, you know everyone's just doing their best but I, I can't imagine what other people must be going through especially like you're saying with kids and at kanaha um oh gosh i mean it's it's really it's bad out there you know you, you have people that might be in a rental right now they still haven't gotten back to their jobs then you get rentals that are now double the price than they were before Wait, the double pandemic. the price? Whoa. Well, you know, you if you put a search in for upcountry for uh -huh. a rental, a 500 square foot cottage is now twenty two, twenty three hundred dollars 
500 square foot cottage. Yeah. So, oh, because we we get a, we get this mass of people moving here that can afford that. You know, they're used to the prices in San Francisco or New York City oh. or LA. So they come here and to them 2200, that's that's okay. Wow. But for us, you know, Two years ago, that was a sixteen, fifteen hundred dollar rent. That's right. So now it's seven, eight hundred bucks more, and oh. you haven't worked, or you're only working seventy-five percent or fifty percent. How are you gonna, how are you gonna qualify for that? Hi, yeah. So it's not just that. It's not just that some people don't have the jobs back or the pandemic. It's just. If you lose your apartment, you're not gonna find something similar in the same price range. It's it's not gonna happen. Oh my So goodness. everything is a bit frustrating. Wow. That's crazy yeah. that a cottage is that much of country. I mean, what kind of job do you have to have just to pay the just to pay two thousand whatever dollar two thousand two hundred two thousand five hundred dollar if you're renting a two thousand dollar cottage you got to make six grand a month because you rent six grand a month well your rent like your mortgage shouldn't be more than a third of your income oh my goodness so then when you get qualified people lender or managers look at your income and then yeah. they look at your other obligations which is your credit cards your car payment oh. Usually that's another five, six hundred bucks. So now you already have to make seventy five hundred dollars to qualify for a two thousand dollar cottage. Oh. So it's just an endless uphill battle that is not it's not getting resolved. Wow. Oh, this is a, what a crazy time. So you know, up country strong, besides the food, we're also thinking what can we do to get involved with that aspect you yeah. know what, what can we do to help our local people that live here that mm -hmm. work here because soon you're not going to have anybody left no. you're not going to have cleaners left you're not going to have landscapers left because who can pay two thousand dollars for a, a little cottage i know that's crazy and, and the crazy thing is too the home prices shot up too in the last million seventy five home price million seventy five yep. is the av median home median. price okay I think that's crazy it's, it's insane like <laughs> you know if somebody I don't know I'm a realtor but right. if somebody wants to buy here and actually live here okay right right but if you're just buying here to invest and then jack the rents up uh, I don't think that's fair uh, and I think that's what makes people upset right. about this market right now. Yeah. Wow. Especially yeah, the people that just want to like flip things or, oh my goodness. You're going to come and live here and be part of the community, mm -hmm. you know, welcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be part of it. Help out. Yes. Do the right thing. But you're just coming to make money. I don't know. Mm. Might be losing some clients right now. But <laughs> that's my opinion. <laughs> I love it, Claudia. You just say what you mean and mean oh, what yeah, you say. I love it. I love you know, it. We're all in it together. It's a small Absolutely. island. We don't have much resources. Yeah. Up countries on water restrictions. Where's the water going? Oh, yeah. The whole <laughs> right? water thing. Yeah, where's so it going? What is happening with that? Like today, like to this day, because I heard about it a few weeks ago on the news. 
And uh, what, is it still restricted for you folks up there? With yeah. The really? Yeah. So you guys can't water your yard. We're supposed to cut back by, I believe it said 10%. September? No, we're supposed to cut back our water usage by 10%. Oh. And it's, it was also said that if they catch you like washing your car, you could get up to $500 fine. That's crazy. So, washing your car. Yeah. I mean, I don't have irrigation. I live in Makawao. I don't need irrigation. And if it's hot, it's hot and my grass turns brown and that's the way it is uh-huh. come winter it's all gonna get green again and pretty <laughs> yeah but um i don't like to be restricted oh you know goodness wow i don't know how is it in over here you guys don't have the restrictions right here no not in central yeah you know but it's just so crazy because like you hear all of these numbers of tourism just officially beat 2019 numbers of people yeah. coming in um, and that's crazy because 2019 was the all-time high and we're already higher than that i mean what do we get a day over 60,000 people flying in or yeah, i think it was something like that yeah it was yeah. a new record just last week so we don't have the cars no cars we don't have the food resources either that's right and and water and water oh and then you get the hotels are packed right the hotels are packed and all the vacation rentals are booked they're booked yeah but the hotels didn't call everybody back to come work the people that are working are working double shifts they're working for two people oh so don't want to get all political but i'd like somebody to explain that to me because you they say they're going to bring the money back to the island why? Where's it going? Where's it going? I mean, those oh. big corporations are not situated in Maui, right? No, no, they're not. They're mainland companies. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Anywho. Oh, this is crazy. It's a, it's a whole circle of, we just need to start to work together and yeah. ask questions and try to make the right change. Yeah. So, like, Claudia, imagine, like, if there was a magic wand right here and i said claudia you're the mayor of maui county what, what would be like some stuff like that you would try to you know what would be like the first thing you would do like poof, magic wand magic wand i think <laughs> um i would like to limit the amount of people coming here mm. assure that everybody that is here is taken care of right mm. that's the important medic medical wise the hospital is small mm-hmm. i hear that they're pretty packed already <sighs> wow so i don't live on fear but i'd like to know that if something does happen that we have a space to go mm-hmm. i'd like to have enough water for everybody mm. and not restrict certain port- portions of the island mm with how much water they can use. Yeah. And I'd like to assure that we have enough food for everybody. Mm. Because I hear that some stores like over Lahaina side or Kihei side, some miles are pretty empty. Wow. And I don't know if you heard, but on the mainland, they're already talking about food shortages. Oh. At California has a drought, yeah. That's right. So a lot of the 
think, believe a lot of the vegetables and fruits are coming from there. And they're already missing out. Yeah, their their um, harvest is going to be very, very little. It's right. not going to cover everybody. Oh. So it's just so many things so besides many things. Yeah. building yeah. materials being triple the price. That's uh, rental right. cars are a thousand bucks a week or two thousand dollars a nuts. week. Yeah. They're renting U-Hauls for tourists because there's no rental cars. I mean, can we just, I really think we should just concentrate of, this is what we need, this is how to do it right, and then slowly introduce the rest back into it, but controlled. Wow. I think that would be great. That would be the, yeah, that would be great. I mean, yeah. just, that covers all the bases. You're talking about the community, the water, the, the food, and people, you know, being, people here being taken care of. And wow. I'm not sure how many nonprofits got started last year just in the state of Hawaii, but I think it's a lot. Mm. A lot of people that really kind of had a little bit of a wake up call. Mm. And, you know, seeing your neighbor suffer or your auntie or your grandma, and that kind of wakes you up. Yeah, because it's not all about working and making money. A lot of us are blessed that we could work during the pandemic. I was blessed and made a little bit less, but it was enough. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going anywhere, so I wasn't spending right. money on mm -hmm. traveling or right. going out for dinner. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I started baking again and hey. you know doing things like that, going back to the old style. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good people out there, and if we can all get together as a community, we, mm -hmm. we should be able to make some changes. Yeah, I believe that too. And you know, Claudia, we actually have a, um, we're having a, a community walk here next week, Saturday, August 7th uh, at 7 a.m. And we're gonna have Megan from Pokalani, we're gonna have some gyms and all their, you know, other places. A lot of people are gonna come here. And, you know, it, it ties in the reason why we wanted to have you come on is it's just very heart centric you know it's from your heart yes and uh us too like we want to do things from the heart and put, gather people together and show them that you know we still have a community we're gonna be yes. you know we're gonna be safe you know we're gonna be all outdoors um you know no one's gonna be like holding hands or anything like that no, nothing crazy but yeah. just walking um in unity yeah. and uh you know that's you know, it's just incredible. It's just incredible, Claudio. And you know, I, I just want to ask, like, this is this is really cool because you said you came was it twelve years ago? No, no I moved here two thousand and two. Oh, right after almost twenty years. Right after nine eleven, I moved wow. here from Switzerland. From New York. Oh, New York. Yeah, wow. I was Switzerland, New York. I, I lived basically all over the world. That is awesome. So yeah. for people listening in in maybe they're hearing about you they're meeting you on video hey. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like oh claudia i mean because so that's awesome so switzerland and then you went to new york after that or somewhere between no yeah i grew up in switzerland uh -huh. my, my dad was swiss and my mom is italian so oh. going to italy every vacation possible that's how i grew my love for the ocean oh shoot and switzerland don't have ocean it's beautiful, it's got mountains and all of that, but 
I'm an ocean person. I ocean love person. the salt. Wow. And um, but I traveled early on. I went to England to learn English. I lived wow. in Paris to Paris. Finish my French. I lived in wow. Milan. I lived in Brazil. Brazil. Brazil is a beautiful country. That's amazing. What part of Brazil? Everywhere. Wow. I hiked through all of Brazil. I was in every part oh. of Brazil. It's just beautiful, and the people are beautiful, and they're very united. The Brazilians. Oh. You know, very corrupt um, political system over there, uh -huh. but the people stick together, and people they make something out of very little. Wow. Which was impressive because you know, I'm in Switzerland, people do well. Uh -huh. The government takes care of them. Mm -hmm. And you have your five weeks vacation and get your medical and whatnot. And here it feels like we're all fighting for the things that should be automatic. Mm. Or oh, here in Maui. Here, in, in the States in, in the general. States. Ah. I mean, you start a job and you get, what, five days vacation? Right, yeah. After the first, that's insane. Yeah. Your grandparents probably, when they were in the working world, they got their four weeks paid vacation. Right. When did you lose that? Who took that away from you? Mm -hmm. Who said you have to work seven days a week? Mm. Who makes these rules? Mm. It's insane. Yeah. I'm not a politician, but I'm just looking at humanity and, and life quality of life mm -hmm. and uh, the, the constant need of having to work and you totally forget who you are you mm -hmm. forget your family because mm -hmm. you're in that race of making the money to pay like this year alone the inflation is 5.5 percent 5.5 yeah. percent so everything you buy is at least five percent more expensive than it was last year oh wow but if you're making minimum wage and now you're paying five percent more so you just took a pay cut yeah so what the heck how, oh, how is it possible man. that people still working for 10 bucks an hour wow. on an island where you have to pay so much money to bring food in and i mean it's insane yeah why hasn't that changed why is there no change coming Goodness. What what's the goal? Are we eliminating the middle class, oh. or we just have poor and rich? Oh my gosh! Okay, you know, I could go on for hours. It's just when you travel the world and you see different systems, uh -huh. and then you see this, and it's just like, why are the people not revolting? Wow! Why are we taking it? I mean, it as well. I work seven days a week. Wow! I have phone calls coming in at eleven o'clock at night. I take them. Because it's expected here. Oh, wow. If I did the same job that I'm doing here in Switzerland, Friday, 5 p.m., pow, I'm back on Monday. Wow. Normal. So, so you're, you're taking calls seven days a week? Yeah. I, you wow. have to because I get property management, I get clients buying, selling, and I have vacation rentals. Huh. Legal permitted vacation rentals. Oh, there we go. Sometimes people come in and they forget the code, how they get into the rental. Oh, right. Well, you got to be available, right? It's 24-7 right. service, like a hotel. Oh, my. So. Oh. Wow. Yeah. It, uh, wow. What a situation. And it's amazing because you've seen so many different countries. Yeah. And you said you really like the, the Swiss, the five weeks vacation you were saying. That's yeah. incredible. It's automatic. Oh. 
And the older you get, the more you get. Wow. By the time you reach 50, I think it's, it's four weeks until you're about 50, and then it goes to five weeks, and then by 60, you get six weeks paid vacation. You get your holidays paid. Oh, my. Uh, and nobody's, nobody's suffering because you actually have a life. Right. Right? Right. Oh, how, how, I mean, I just don't understand how is it that they expect people to work for 10 bucks an hour and mm. not get a vacation and sustain on that money. You can't. Ten, 10 bucks an hour, that comes out to $400 a week. So you need three jobs. Right, because then you pay tax on that. And then you just paid your rental, right? Oh. With three jobs, you make $1,200. Then you just pay for a room at this point. You wow. got a room. Woohoo. You get a room. Holy yeah. So, please, county, do something. <laughs> Help the people. Mayor Victorino, shout out. Yeah. yeah, don't ask the airlines to cut down. You need to cut it down. Yeah. Holy cow. Right? Yeah. 60,000 people. It's a lot of people coming in. You, you driven to Lahaina lately? Uh, I went, yeah. Try, try go around 11 o'clock. Ooh. Ooh. it's like it's like new york you're not moving it's just Stop not traffic. moving the line out is fine oh. line in after all the planes land yeah. it's, it's gosh i can't crazy. imagine how the lahaina locals feel yeah you know the, the locals living in lahaina and Kanapa, like that whole side like west maui mm-hmm. and just can't imagine they just feel stuck can't get in can't get in, can't get out. You got to figure out what time you're actually oh, going man. back and forth. Same with Hana. Hana I mean, too. Hana is. Yeah. They went from heard. complete shutdown to Disneyland. Right. It's it, it's absolute insane how many people go in there. Crazy. And the trash that's left behind, and the traffic, and the resources that are needed to help or serve the tourists yeah. and. And the fear, I mean, there's no hospital over there. The fear, you, yeah, the you fear of like no hospital. You get sick where you go. You have got to drive over here oh. or get flown over here. Hopefully there's a helicopter that's not rescuing tourists jumping off cliffs. Right. <laughs> they shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'm not saying I'm, I'm against the, the whole tourist thing, but it should be limited. Mm. It should, there should be a... There should be a number on it. Mm, like a cap. Like a cap. Yeah. And there should be more education for the tourists that come here. Educate right. them on, you know, safe behavior, on not touching the turtles, on oh, not yeah. ripping off the reef because you want to take a piece of reef home or coral or... We're missing so many things that could make things smoother between everybody. If the education was there, mm. which should be done on the airplane, because right. everybody's sitting down. You gotta sit down for Here's hours. a five-minute little information about, you know, mm. what to do, what not to do. We hope you have a great stay, but please, you know, cocoa. Yeah. So many oh, things, so, so many, many missed things. opportunities. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really interesting how this COVID just kind of like revealed everything to us because it was even even in 2018-19 it was like building because that was a new high and 
once the floodgates open of COVID, like, hey, people can come. It's just boom. Yeah. Wow. And this is really, this is just the mainland, yeah? There's we no d- international we, d- we don't have international. No, Canada is still ch- um, shut down. Yeah. So, now imagine how it's going to be. Canada, I think, is opening up, I want to say, next month. Oh. Wow. And just from my side of what we have as vacation rentals, we are booked. We're booked all the way through March. Wow. No openings. And I know many of my colleagues that are in that business as well. Everybody's booked. Which is great because, you know, so many owners, eight months, nine months of nothing but paying HOA fees and property tax and mortgages. It's great that they can make their money back. Yeah. But boy. Holy smokes. What's going to happen when everything opens up internationally? Yeah, because we're not even fully open yet. Nope. No. Yeah, what is gonna happen? Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. Because we're, we're yeah we're just about August, few more months until the end of the year, and internationals open up. Canada, even like some of the uh, the Asian countries aren't open yet either. Yes. So there's that. There's Canada. Oh. Goodness. Europe. Europe's not open. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's gotta be really oh man, what a situation. Yeah. Yeah. I have many friends that own restaurants here and they're overwhelmed. Restaurants, yeah. They're overwhelmed. Their workers are overwhelmed. The, you know, with the the way the um, sitting areas are, oh, right? Yeah. So the waiters are go go to work, but they don't make the money they used to make. But they're working double because now they got to do takeout mm-hmm. and. And a lot of the tourists, they don't like to tip on a takeout because they're not being served. Right. Right? So it's like, they come to work, no matter if they're serving you at the table or they're giving you the takeout. Yeah. Take care of the waiters because they're the ones that show up. Right. So you can get your takeout order. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just, like what you're saying, the people that did go back to work, that are back to work, uh, everyone's overwhelmed doing double like, oh triple the work yeah. you know, doing the work of two people three people and uh, oh man but not making more money not making more money no. that's the crazy same part. amount like before but working three jobs oh. so something's just something's gotta give yeah we can't we can't go on like that mm-hmm and this is why Claudia I think it's just amazing that people like you and you know other people who start nonprofits, doing community re- outreaches, uh, stuff like that is just incredible. Um, like we're wrapping up our school supply drive. So yeah. we did this month, we were raising a bunch of school supplies that we're going to give to kids. And parents have been telling our team, like, hey, we need slippers. We need this. We yeah. need that. You know, we need more of this. I'm like, whoa. Have so. you heard of uh, Wishing Well? I have wishing well. Yeah, so yeah. Sarah Sorensen started that twenty years ago. Right. That's um, you know it's backed by the real estate association, but that's what she's been doing a long time. Wow. And when I got involved with that, I didn't know that slippers were a thing. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I thought you know we're talking school supplies, but no slippers is a slippers, thing. Slippers, yeah. So just next time you go along, 
buy whatever small sizes you see and drop them off here with you yeah drop it off until the end of the month yeah yeah, yeah it's just it's, incredible yeah, i mean lots of pair of slippers three dollars yeah yeah and yeah some bucks. kids don't have slippers it's and crazy. they're not allowed to go to school without the slippers mm-hmm. i mean it's just oh. it's heartbreaking what a situation you know this is uh what a what a great just eye-opening just you know kept it real this is a great conversation claudia i mean just just to share like the reality of what's happening on the island um and also the origin why you started and you know it's really interesting because i i heard you say a lot about like uh uh you know i'm not a fear kind of person and where did that come from because that's really rare especially during the pandemic when you were saying i'm not really a fear type like that's incredible it's like a faith thing or where did that come from you know a few years ago my son i I don't like heights Uh basically i'm scared of heights yeah so (laughs) he bought he bought me a ticket to go on a helicopter tour oh and i was like tim you know i really really don't like it but it was expensive, so we went. Uh-huh. And he said, Mom, every year on your birthday, you should do something that you're really scared of. Just do it. And once you've done it, you're going to feel so much, you're going to feel so relieved that you went past your fear. Oh. Right? That's, a, that's, so, that's and, so true. And, and fear just stops you from doing something good uh-huh. or fun. And the pandemic was... It's scary. Right. I'm not going to lie. The first two weeks, I was like, oh, my God. And I ha- my mom was here. She was oh. supposed to fly home to Switzerland. Oh. I was going to bring her home. It was March 20th. We were going to fly home. I was going to bring mom home. She's 84 years old. Oh, wow. And um, I was watching the news in Italy and Switzerland. And remember, Italy, um, the oh. carnival in Ven- Venice was shut down. That's the biggest you know, like our high season is the biggest money coming from tourists. Yes, yes. The carnival in Venice is, that's when they make their money. Mm. For them to shut that down, I knew it's going to be serious. Something this is, big. we are not talking about the flu. We're talking yeah. about something that's way bigger than we can even imagine. Yeah. And when they shut Italy down and all these old people were dying, I was scared. I was scared for my mom. I turned in to my mom how she was when I was little. Wow. I was not letting my mom out. I was not letting her go to the store. I was yeah. fighting with my mom. I said, no, you stay home. I go. Yeah. I'm younger than you. Right. I'm fine. And, you know, then came the phone call to um, Grandma Jane up at the senior center. And I was like, okay, the old people are being completely forgotten. They're not being taken care of. We can't be doing that because... They're our storytellers. Mm. They're the ones that teach us things that we don't know because we're sitting on the computer. And kind of that's how it started, really. We got to help our kupuna. We got to help our less fortunate. Mm -hmm. And fear is just going to stop you. Mm. And we knew we could wear gloves. We could wear masks. Right. Mm -hmm. And we could keep social distance. And that's all you have to do. Wow shouldn't stop you from helping somebody yes. that needs it exactly and that's why like it's just 
I just knew when you were gonna come. I was like, oh, Claudia, because I I never really knew who was behind Upcountry Strong, because I'd always hear about it from my friends upcountry. Yeah. And I was like, who is behind? And then when they tagged me, I was like, oh, we're gonna meet. And then when we heard your accent, I was like, this is beautiful. I love it. Um, <laughs> you know, no, honestly, because my parents too, they're from Japan. They have a yeah. thick accent and. Um, and it's just it's just beautiful uh, and that your son is the one that's telling you hey mom you gotta do something scary every year and overcome yeah. it and so where did your son get that is that from you grandma to like hey do, do things that scare you well my mom is a firecracker she's oh. four foot five and 80 pounds she oh. is a firecracker firecracker i yeah. love that description today's day she's a firecracker wow she still dance, she like drink, and she smokes her cigarettes. Damn. Like every Italian does. <laughs> a lot of them. Oh. So, yeah, I mean. So how many languages can you speak? Seven. <gasps> you can speak seven <laughs> languages? Yes. That is beautiful. Grazie, hello, bonjour, bon dia, buenos dias, guten morgen. <laughs> oh my goodness! This I don't. I cannot learn Japanese. I tried. This is There's, incredible. I tried. So, what were, what languages was that? Did you just pronounce? Um, well, I grew up speaking Swiss German and Italian. Swiss German and Italian growing yeah. up. Yo, trilingual. Oh my goodness! And, and then and then uh, in school, and if you grow up in a Swiss part of. Um, in the German part of Switzerland, you have to learn French. French. Because we have four oh, languages. Four languages. In the country alone. That <gasps> little country has four languages. Four languages. Yeah. Oh, man. And we have one language that's dying out. It's almost, um, it's a mix of German, Italian, and Latin. Uh-huh. And it's basically spoken by the mountain people. Oh. And there's one TV show a week in that language wow. it's very sad because wow. it's a beautiful language and kind of being it's dying off wow. what, what is the language called retromonic wow yeah retromonic retromonic yeah wow so that, is, is that the so that's four languages and then english five well, i don't speak retromonic i oh, speak okay. french german italian spanish portuguese English and High German. Oh. Yeah. What, so, high, what is High German? High German is the official German language. Germany and Switzerland are not the same, right? So wow. the Germans speak German differently than the Swiss. So Switzerland is all dialect. Wow. And when you go to school, they have to. The books are all written in High German. This is beautiful, because uh, I had no idea. Like, I, oh. it's just like, are the languages kind of similar, or? Well, they're all based from the Latin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So for me, it was easy to learn my languages because I love to talk. You can tell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love to talk and I love to meet people and I always love to travel. Wow. Seven. But I try to learn Japanese and oh. there's no similarities. Right. It's different. But Filipino, there's get a lot of words that is as well based from Spanish, right? Spain, yeah, King so Philip's. I, I can kind of understand some of it. Yes. Not not a lot, but a lot of the words have the background coming from the Latin language. Oh. But I really wanted to learn Japanese. I would wow. love to go to Japan, but right. I refuse to go to a country if I cannot speak at least enough to get by. Oh. So, 
maybe、I、we'll speak、learning. Japanese. <laughs> yeah, we can say like, Claudia, like, okay, Kyo wa zenbu nihongo de hana, just speak to you fully in Japanese. Yeah, I got to. I'm so envious. Seven languages, Claudia. I've never met anybody that can speak that many languages. But you know, Europe is so small. I mean, in Switzerland, you drive. From where I grew up, you drive three and a half hours and you're in a different country.、Huh. You could either be in Paris or you could be in Milan or you could be in Austria or you could be in Germany. Wow. So you better know how to get around. Right. Like the French, they don't like to speak anything else but French. Okay. That's、French、just how it is. Yeah. And Italians, if you're in northern Italy, yeah, some of them speak a little English, but. You know how we talk with our hands?、Yeah. To learn that in another language is really hard.、Oh. <laughs> so, and、uh, Francis,、uh, my boyfriend, and we went to Italy. I took him to my hometown, my mom's hometown. And it was hard for him because hardly anybody speaks English over there. Wow. The first year I was just translating 24 7. Wow. Now we found a few people that speak a few words in English, and it's getting a bit easier. But yeah, you know, southern Italy, farmers, fishermen.、Yeah. That's where my mom is from. It's a small town. Wow. wow. No private、It's、schools. No private schools? No. It's all just public. Southern Italy is probably the, one of the poorer parts of Italy. Wow. Like you know, if, you're, if you're paying $5 for a cappuccino in Florence, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that same coffee will cost you $1.50 in the southern part of Italy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just like here, you、mm-hmm. come to Maui, you pay five bucks at Starbucks, you go to Missouri, it's probably $2.50. Right. The、right? same thing as in half or yeah. less. Yeah. So. That's incredible. You know, like, this is why like, I just think traveling is so. Amazing,、It's、and I just, I, I just honestly, I learned so much today just from your experiences. Like, I, I feel like wow, and I hope you guys learned a bunch too. I had no idea, and that's the beautiful thing is just to keep learning and sharing with each other. And like what you're sharing, the uh, the kapuna and the older, like all of the our seniors, you know, have all the stories to tell us.、Um, I love hanging out with older just, people, yeah, you know. And it doesn't matter if it's on Maui or in Italy or in Brazil.、Yeah. The older people have the stories. Yes, right. That's what's going to give you the idea of how it was and how it should be.、Mm. See, my mom was stuck with me for six months instead of just three. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I forgot. I had forgotten how, how in Switzerland, trash, how trash is handled. Like, you know, we're using Ziploc bags over here, yeah?、Uh-huh. Ziploc for everything. Yeah. My mom was washing them. After we use them, she go wash them and hang them up. She said, You cannot be, keep throwing these away.、Mm. You reuse them till you can't use them anymore.、Mm-hmm. And she was telling me when she was a child, when the newspapers came out and they go buy produce, you roll it in your newspaper.、Mm. They didn't have bags. When you look at our landfills, it's packed with plastic. Yeah. Look at our oceans. So, if we could all go back to, you know, just think about what we're doing and how、mm-hmm. we're using it and、mm-hmm. can we reuse it and what is it going to do if we just throw it in the trash, in that big trash can? Yeah. 
Like what's it's just, just going, yeah. It's just all these things that we've forgotten or we ne were never taught. Right. Holy cow. No. I don't know. How is it in Japan? I mean, I'm sure you guys don't have these 50 gallon trash cans yeah, out there. So, yeah, yeah, just like in Japan, my uh, father's side, my father, uh, they're from the mountainside. Yeah. Really, there was nothing. Um, and we lived there for a little bit, and they, all they had was one one grocery store in the whole city and there was no internet no you know it was very like a mountain like life they have their farm they yeah. get food from the farm um and there were some fishermen that would go to the ocean and it was like wow i remember as a kid i was like oh my god this is incredible like like uh being able to just see this and then literally pull the food from the farm and eat that and it was so good um even like the trash and stuff like that i, I remember my uh my parents they would always save the uh the brown bags the brown bags we get from the store yeah and we would use that to do everything cover you know our school textbook uh yeah. to pick up other stuff or to give to other people bags food yeah and uh it's just incredible like i think all parts of the world they had their way to be resourceful yeah even if they had little they made it last a long time yes yeah and i just think that's like what you're saying if we can learn something from um people of the previous generations of of making things last a long time i think that's beautiful yeah yeah honestly my mom my mom got a little bit mad about it she's like you, you guys are so wasteful huh. so wasteful and when she saw the trash can, she said, well, what are you putting in here? I said, mom, trash. She said, how much trash do you have? Twice a week. Because in Switzerland, you buy this little trash bag and it's eight or nine dollars. That's where your trash goes. Wow. Then your newspaper goes in a different place. Your glass bottles goes in a different place. Your cans go in a different place. Wow. So that bag my mom makes sure that bag lasts her at least two weeks wow that little bag a little bag yeah so and here it's like wow yeah crazy yeah holy moly yeah it's just incredible just like the how organized it sounds like in in swiss oh. we could do the same thing we can we definitely can our challenge is, you know, where does it go once it's collected? Mm. Where is it really going? Right. Right? Who's taking our trash? Who's taking our plastic bottles? Mm -hmm. That's a good I saw point. something really cool the other day. Um, uh -huh. Houses built out of plastic. Oh. Melting the plastic in the bricks. Like wow. brick bricks. Yeah. Is, building is houses. Wow. Started in Mexico. Huh. How cool would that be if we had a factory that could take the plastic bottles, make them into bricks, build yeah. a house, or yeah. build affordable housing or uh -huh. shelter? Then we that don't have to spend money to take it out from here. We keep it here, build it, do the right thing. Oh my god. And that's you know what? It doesn't disintegrate. Yeah. And the termites don't like it. No, they don't like Oh, that's a good point. Freaking awesome. See, that's going to so be much the. stuff out there. <laughs> I love I this, mean, Claudia. Between up country strong and <laughs> all the other things, if people, if someone say, okay, I'm going to step up, I'm going to, let's do this as well. Yeah. If we could do that 
and have really strong-minded people wow. that want to have change. That'd be really awesome. Oh my goodness. Right? That's the idea, guys. The plastic. That's the idea. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Claudia, this is incredible. We could talk forever. It's almost been, a, it's, a, it's an hour already. Oh boy. <laughs> and uh, that's how you know, we just had a, that was a, wow. It was a very enlightening, you know, conversation of everything from like what we're talking about, the eye-opening things, about the island, about the things happening, Kanaha, to, to all the way to the other countries and how they do it, how they did it. And um, yeah, Claudia, I want to just thank you again for coming on and yeah, sharing. Yeah, my pleasure. And, and, and really just sharing. Like just sharing your heart, sharing your experiences um, with with me and our audience. And um, is there anything you want to, you know, what do you want to leave off with our audience? Uh, yeah, what would you want to say to them? Well, let's, yeah, I think let's leave fear behind and let's look forward and together build something that's better. Mm. That will work for all of us. Yeah, let's be family. I love that. Something to work for all of us and to be family. And if anybody knows of a warehouse up country that we could occupy, I think we can even pay a little bit of rent. Mm -hmm. And because we're a nonprofit, whoever gives us that space could have a tax deduction. I believe that's how it works. Mm -hmm. That would really mm -hmm. be, that would be something if we could achieve that in wow. 2021. Wow. Because this is a long-term um, it's a long-term project yes it's not gonna be oh by the end of this year we pow I think we just need to have something up country mm -hmm. for everybody that needs us no uh, questions asked mm -hmm. just come and if you need you can take mm -hmm. if you don't need something and you have something too much bring it over there we can all exchange and help each other mm. thank beautiful. you and uh, last thing, where can they find you, Claudia? Where can these people find you? Uh, we are on Facebook, Facebook. under Country Strong. Mm -hmm. uh, we are on Instagram. Instagram. And we're hoping to get a website together Got here it. in the near future Got with it. a donate button. Oh. Until then, you can buy our beautiful merchandise. Mm -hmm. uh, Vahelani made us our logo. Oh. It's Haleakala Mountain. Yeah. And Beautiful. So we have shirts, we have stickers, we have wristbands, we had trucker hats. They were sold out, but we're gonna order again. Wow. And we're probably gonna come up with something fun for Christmas as well. So, anytime you buy a T-shirt, no, it's basically paying for a box of food mm. for a family. So you get a nice T-shirt out of it, and we get a family that gets food. Wow. Make you feel good. That's beautiful, Claudia. Yeah. Oh my god. Claudia, thank you so much for Thanks coming for on the podcast. And uh yeah, guys, like, comment, subscribe. Please reach out to her. We'll put all the links below Instagram, Facebook, Upcountry Strong. And uh until the next episode, please reach out to her, spread the words, share this episode. See you next week. Thank you guys. <laughs>